0: The Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. We don't like these people in its shows. We believe the best way to expose them is hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes.
1: And I'm Joel Hill, and today we're taking a long, hard look at the consequences of QAnon and the violence erupting around it. We have a guest, an Australian Q researcher who we're using a pseudonym for. We'll call him Hamilton Hume. Hamilton has been looking long and hard at QAnon since a friend of his turned up on social media posts as deeply Q-pilled. A very familiar story. And Hamilton decided to go find for himself what QAnon is and how it has pushed millions of people into dark places from which they may never return.
0: And we'll be hearing more from Hamilton in a wide-ranging interview with Jarl where next week's Deeper Dive examines the origins of QAnon and who is behind it.
1: But in the meantime, we've had seven days to digest and then vomit up all the stuff that's happened.
0: And we're going to throw it up now. Hit the vomitorium, stick our fingers down our throats and sift through the diced carrots and what looks to be a mouse that Mm. I could have sworn I didn't eat. So what's going on there? as we bring you the Conditional Release Program's weekly news.
1: Good friend of the podcast, Tom Moore, in the Conditioner Release Program ship Posting group a fairly dramatic thumbnail claiming that Airbnb had a black box unit that paid out over $50 million in hush money Ooh. for stays that have gone horribly wrong. Now, the image came from a site called The Daily Traffic, which casually reports on, quote, the unfortunate industry of human and sex trafficking. Oh. Very unfortunate. They're clearly selling outrage porn to QAnon types. So oh. it does look like... Airbnb does have a team allocated to cleaning up the mess left behind by their clients.
0: And we're not just talking about throwing out a o clean around in the shithouse. It's a special type of clean, a deep forensic clean, the type that costs a lot of dough.
1: Yeah, in the in the group, we actually laughed about it because it just sounded really peeled and it came from like a weird source. But it wasn't. It's fucking True. <laughs> the story was broken by Olivia Carville of Bloomberg News, and the full article is worth a read. We'll put a link up on the ship posting group. Yes,
0: we will. Call the black box team, which feels like they really wanted this story to sound terrifying. <laughs> They pay people compensation for horrific things that happen to them on holidays.
1: Yeah, one big example of this is an Australian woman who was raped in a Manhattan Airbnb on New Year's Eve in 2015. She got $7 million and various other supports from the company, but it came with a catch. She must not imply responsibility or liability to Airbnb or the host. Mm. Mm. There's some pretty glaring and obvious security issues with Airbnb with the ability to copy keys, past tenants knowing the combination of the lockbox outside and there's been many reports of hidden cameras in Airbnbs, and a pervy host recording girls in the shower but the fact that this escalates to rape and violence, that is quite a, uh, a movement forward in the events there and the very poorly named black box team, it sounds like something of a like Tom Clancy novel, shows that Airbnb are well aware of these flaws but have decided to pay their way out of them instead of enforcing possible solutions to the problem like changing mm. lockboxes putting surveillance, any of those sort of things so instead of fixing the problem they've employed a crisis manager a former official from the Obama administration who said and I quote this brought me back to feelings of confronting truly horrific matters at Langley which is the home
0: of the CIA yes yes it is and in
1: and in the situation room at the White House
0: oh there'd be some ugly things there
1: whoa yeah okay so we're talking some pretty hardcore shit so not only that but members of the team that take the calls have a cool down room with ambient lighting and nice furniture where they can basically go and cry after hearing awful <laughs> stories of people experiencing horrible in bla- things in Air a a black Airbnbs.
0: Room. It'll be the black <laughs> room, wouldn't it? Yeah, it does sound yeah, grim. Nice. As if you're not horrified enough at the thought of staying in someone's bungalow, someone you've never met who may ne- may have hooked up cameras in the bungalow just to watch your every move and masturbate when you take a shower.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's very reasonable. I mean, no, no, that's terrible. <laughs> to the credit of Airbnb, they're not the ones out there sharpening the blades but the glaring security flaws inherent in the host guest system they established leads guests into a unique vulnerability to fall prey to people with bad intentions making yourself at home in a place that not only the host has full unfettered access to but countless others have the chance to duplicate keys is an alarming thought which has clearly had disastrous results now while hotels are no stranger to grim events like it's in movies and it's folklore it's it's a thing they yeah. are almost famous for it at this point. The ability to just casually enter a premises at will is hindered by so many obstacles in a big hotel, which dramatically reduces the ability for random crime and creepy voyeur
0: behavior. Well, I'm not so sure, but uh, look, I do recall Gay Talieser, the voyeur's motel, where uh. he studied uh, a motel owner and his wife or managers. Manager and his wife, who uh, used to uh, get about in the crawl space of the motel, peering in on uh, guests' rooms. So it sort of happens. Everywhere where you can happen, yeah, Every, anywhere yeah. you put your head down and sling the credit card over for the night. Mm. Yeah,
1: I like that they use the old style camera method, which is watching directly. It's very
0: good.
1: <laughs> it's very porkies with like you know the hole in the wall and the girls' change room. Yeah. that's fucking great.
0: That's I guess that's what they live for. But all, all you can say is that human sexuality is a rich tapestry.
1: So look, it's not all hosts as well; it's guests as well. Um, in one instance, a guest was found in bed naked with the host seven year old daughter.
0: Yeah.
1: Hosts Good have come God. home to bullet holes in the walls, and in one case, dismembered remains. Nice. All this was all covered up, cleaned up, and paid out by the black box team.
0: And moving right along, we come to news about our old friends at the New South Wales Police Force and their political masters. In what amounted to an ocean of Voltairian statements of the, I disapprove of what you say, but will defend to the death your right to say it, righty, many prominent Australians have come forward to say that I don't care much for political activist, union-funded troublemaker and YouTube labour Friendly Geordies, aka Jordan Shanks-Morkovina. But they will struggle off the couch for long enough to raise an eyebrow for the manner in which his camera operator, Christo Lenka, was arrested and charged by the New South Wales Police Fixed Persons Unit. And it is difficult to recall a greater example of police overreach than the arrest of Christo Lenka.
1: I can recall one very recently, actually. I fucking don't remember anyone bloody caring about me. We just don't uh, have enough look, listeners.
0: Yeah, look, you got you, you got your collar felt, but um this It was felt very about, dramatically. This is this was Christo Lenker was had uh, his collar felt by the New South Wales police police fix fixated persons unit.
1: And they didn't go after my dog, to be fair.
0: And if I might turn to another example of the Great Voltaire, former Oz PM Kevin Rudd issued a statement decrying the arrest. I'm not a fan of Kevin Rudd, but I think in this statement, he makes some fine points. I'll read a section of it now. Uh, Politicians need thick skin. From your first day as a candidate, you should anticipate frequent public confrontations with aggrieved constituents, ear-splitting protesters, brash journalists, and obnoxious commentators. It comes with the territory. In short, every politician is followed around by folks they don't like but I never considered asking counter-terrorism police to round them up on stalking charges as New South Wales Deputy Premier John Bar- Barilaro, John Barillaro has done. And Barillaro is currently suing sharp-tongued comedian Jordan Shanks Malkovina over a series of videos accusing him of corruption on his YouTube channel, Friendly Geordies. This is Barillaro's right under defamation law, the comedian says he will prove the truth of his claims against the Deputy Premier, who proudly calls himself Pork Barilaro, by the way, and we await that trial. But Barillaro has radically escalated this civil feud into the criminal courts by pressing stalking charges against friendly Geordie's producer Christo Lenka, a camera-toting 21-year-old who had approached Barilaro twice in public in separate incidents six weeks apart about the defamation matter. Within a few hours of the latest incident on June 4, the New South Wales Police Fixated Persons Investigations Unit, the outfit that deals with suspected lone wolf extremists, were diverted from other duties to arrest Lanker at his suburban home. The footage of the arrest is distressing, involving a scuffle that reportedly injured his mother and dog. Mm, Lanker's lawyer, Mark Davis, himself a Gold Walkley-winning journalist, has described the arrest as, and I quote, a shocking abuse of power, unquote. Nicholas Cowdery QC, the state's director of public prosecutions for 16 years, questioned why the FBIU was involved when Lanker was not threatening Possible terrorism. Having watched the footage myself, I find it disturbing. That is Kevin Rudd. We're still reading from his statement. What's more, the account relied on by police is alleged to be riddled with false claims about Lanker's behaviour that are not borne out on video. Rudd goes on to say the threat to free speech is clear. While he awaits court, Lanker's bail conditions prevent him even commenting on the Deputy Premier's appearance or behaviour. He is effectively gagged. He's not even allowed to possess a photograph of the Deputy Premier. These are extreme constraints on an individual who is presumed to be innocent. All freedom-loving Australians should be chilled to the bone. And that's Mm. the end of that extract. Kevin does go on, as Kevin likes to do. He does. overall... Well said, Kevy. It was an alarming use of police powers by powerful people. Powerful people who are also rich, which means they have access to the DEFO laws and the DOE to fund defamation actions. Yep. If you're poor, you've got no hope. Yep. But if you're a politician in this country, you should expect a bit of a Donnybrook from voters when you're out and about in public. Embrace it as part of the democratic process. We'll wait for the courts to sort this out, but as an epilogue to this unpleasant episode thus far, I turned to the Twitter feed of Mark Latham, fond member of the New South Wales Legislative Council, uh, by way of counterpoint to Rudd. Latham had this to say about Lanker's arrest on Twitter, and I quote, I welcome the arrest of the YouTube freak who has been following John Barillaro around. Public office is hard enough without this alleged harassment and intimidation of a Deputy Premier, unquote. Poor little darling Mark has spent almost all his life on the Commonwealth kit. He's a big statist, wants big police forces, and is constantly wanting to tinker with laws so there'll be more police powers and more reasons for people to be arrested. It needs to be said that Latham has moments where he becomes a beacon for free speech. His speech, that is. He babbles about the left and how they try and stifle free speech, but when it comes time to support free speech in the Voltarian way, that of all speech, he wants the wallopers knocking at the door of anyone anyone who says anything he doesn't agree with. People often say about Latham, it's sad what he's become, but that's absolute rubbish. Latham has always been like this. He loves the smell of the jackboot. The only, as the only vaguely coherent member of FON, Watham really just shows us what FON really is. A big government, big spending, big state, big police apparatus, cheer squad.
1: Yep, and in huge news, although the source Donald Trump himself is not really reliable, a big <laughs> development in the big lie.
0: Yes, it would seem that Trump, inadvertently perhaps, has finally conceded. Ooh. In, in a wide-ranging, rambling interview with Trump sycophant Fox News' one and only Sean Hannity, the 45th POTUS seemed to have acknowledged for the first time... He had lost the 2020 presidential election, lost the popular vote, lost the college, the lot. When he told a slurping Hannity, and I quote, and shockingly, we were supposed to win easily at 64 million votes and we got 75 million votes and we didn't win. It's really important, that bit. That's why I emphasised it, (laughs) Joel. And then he went on to say, but let's see what happens on that. Has the Donald had a brief moment of reality, burst into his brain for the first time in eight months? And if so, what of QAnon? What of the election truthers and his mate, the Lord of Betting and Manchester, Mike Lindell? And last week, listeners learned Lindell had told anyone who cared to listen, and let's face it, there aren't many these days, that Trump would be... President again in August, and Trump apparently has been telling anyone who still listens to him, an even smaller cohort, that he will be back in the White House in August too. But he lost, and now even the Donald has said so, but he has been talking shit for a very, very long time.
1: Yes, he has. And speaking of talking shit, here's the weekly roundup of lies and nonsense from our favourite shit talkers. It's the anti-vaxxer update. Yay!
0: We weren't going to cover this as it's been a very, very busy week, but listener Julius Mayer requested it, and I must admit, we threw it in because it is very, very funny.
1: It is very funny. I was actually watching Lucky Lancers Live the other day on the 18th of June, and he was wildly celebrating the crushing defeat of one of the many frivolous cases that Notorious Anti-Vaxxer and Sov said, Lin has lined up before the High Court of Australia I recommend watching the video. It is very funny. He really does rip shit on them and it's yeah. great because it's such a it's I love low hanging fruits being beaten to a pulp. So <laughs> the application to the High Court of Australia, and I cannot emphasize enough this is the highest court of the land, was thrown out due to having no legal standing. Now, this is usually the <laughs> sign that you have got a few things wrong. Maybe your application's yes. got a few flaws yeah. in it. But mm-hmm. looking at the application itself, it's just a bunch of really dopey questions you'd expect to find on Telegram. Like, why do healthy people need to be quarantined? <laughs> and this whole whinge about being arrested, just throwing random laws in there and a whole bunch of, like, first-year law student fucking cases to refer to. I'm looking at it, I'm like, I recognize all that. these. Not I did that. these at school. i oh, fucking morons. So... Uh, Jed, but it's dead set. It's, it is the list of questions. Like, he calls them some like constitutional questions, and not. And instead of preparing a set it's of legal vibe. arguments,
0: it's the vibe.
1: He is really arguing the vibe. He's like, dude, it's like surely he's like appealing to the referee, going, "Oh, that seemed a bit unfair." Like, but what it, the
0: fuck? It's the vibe of the constitution that I haven't actually read.
1: It's the High Court of fucking Australia. Document, you know, it's no, it's not even. It's like thirty pages. Well. So- <laughs>
0: It's complicated. It's, it's, it's hard if you're document. not literate. It's, it's not knocked out in a couple of pages, you know. If
1: if you can't read, it's track. It's challenging. Mm. It's challenging. So look, I like. It really was like there was no legal arguments that I could see that had any kind of merit, and he just sort of slapped this on the High Court of Australia with an application fee, and like he just he just thinks the law is unfair. He's just. I'm going to win.
0: I'll win. I'll win. Yeah, oh, and he represented himself, of course, because no practicing lawyer. Uh, would have taken this brief due to its inevitable failure, and he probably couldn't afford one anyway. But after being struck down for having no legal merit, which is abundantly clear to anyone and probably was only read by an associate to a judge, he's going on video now claiming that they, that is the High Court, are all corrupt. And of course, it's treason.
1: Fuck! They love that word treason. They no, love I'm treason. soul. Love a bit of treason. It's not because it's not of treason. treason. It's, it's because really you not have not no fucking idea what you're doing <laughs> at all. You're lucky that it consider you a vexatious litigant straight off the bat. Just looking yeah, at this piece it of shit. Happened. Mm. Part of the pleading is a failsafe for old soul who's on a pension and has openly admitted he's taking advantage of the seniors discount on high court applications. And I'm not fucking kidding. (laughs) That's a thing. Show your seniors card and you get a pensioners discount on filing. Pensioners discount
0: every Tuesday. Yeah. This is not a fucking joke.
1: Yeah, that's it. Like a cheap Tuesday at the movies at the high court. (laughs) So he's just wasting the court's time with this discount whiny libertarian some shit bullshit <laughs> so just quit while you're ahead soul you're embarrassing yourself and everyone around you you're wasting everyone's fucking time you dumb fuck questions show you have no legal idea at all you have the legal understanding of a melted gumboot and nobody outside of your culture gives <laughs> a fuck about you your arrest or your dumb arguments just give up already Jesus Christ and in other
0: news Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters have demanded their audience be vaccinated against COVID
1: yep yeah that's the one on June 15th in in California, the Foo Fighters played to a sold-out show of only 600 people at the Canyon Club. These guys usually play stadiums, so this is this is very exclusive. But the catch was that a condition of entry: you must show proof of vaccination. So hold on to those cards, kids. Mm. They might come in handy later. Oh yeah. Raged anti-vaxxers who picketed the concert claiming they were being discriminated against by being refused entry to a show they would never have gone to in the first place. But <laughs> it does set the stage for these so-called vaccine passports that result in anti-vaxxers being refused entry to events as things reopen and normality returns. Look, I say fuck
0: them. Let them wait outside. You know, you've made your bed And We've been talking about this for months, by the way that basically proof of vaccination is going to allow you to get to a whole lot of places that won't be available to those who choose not to be vaccinated. Yep, you know, that's the one. There's all sorts of legal and social issues attached to all of this, and there's going to be plenty of complaining from anti-vaxxers as a result. Yeah, fuck them. So basically,
1: these protesters were using these big Bigtree style of protest signs that are professionally printed and all run across this like same template, showing how grassroots the anti-vax movement actually is. They're all wearing high-wire merchandise. So realistically, ICANN and big Bigtree and the high-wire had something to do with this. My mate Lynn Robnett went to the gig and basically she was saying that the protest was largely just avoided. People went there, they showed their proof of vaccination cards, they went into the gig and had a fucking great time. The thing is here, this is a 600-person gig with a lot of people who have a ticket to one of the most exclusive shows in modern rock history. You are not going to fuck that up by going and throwing rocks at anti-vaxxers. I tell you what, (laughs) if they do this at a punk gig at a fucking stadium, someone is going to harm them. (laughs) <laughs> beer bottles will be thrown at them because if it comes between missing out on an exclusive Foo Fighters gig or missing out on some fucking random shit concert I only half want to go to, I will throw beer bottles at these cunts. I fucking will. So the child actor and smug fuck with anti-vaxxer Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder?
0: Yeah. What's he been up to? Just an anti-vaxxer now full, Being fully an blown. anti-vaxxer. Trying to crank up the IMDb profile by becoming a fully blown anti-vaxxer. Yeah, go his new
1: credits are going to be all on the fucking high wire. Hopefully your career dies because you suck. But basically, he's rally this gang of fuckheads on the internet and just, you know, to just, just kick up a stink across the road, comparing the situation so tastily to segregation in the 60s. Yes, oh, yes, the ratio one. It's really
0: yep. not. It's, no? really, it's really, really not.
1: not. No, it's really, really not. I pretend and
0: they, that you're oppressed.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. And then they started making claims, or oh, like, you know, they continued making claims about Nazis and the Holocaust, which realistically is just what these guys do now. But a fun fact about the Foo Fighters, a little one they don't really like to talk about these days. Yeah. That used to be incredibly pilled.
0: Mm.
1: Certainly yeah. the bass player was. Yeah, it was the bass player who brought this idea to he the bear. He was bed. heavily pilled. Mm. Not only the bass player, but also the drummer Taylor Hawkins, who has an autistic nephew, played with his cover band Chevy Metal in 2013 for autism research. But not just any kind of autism research, but vaccine-caused autism research from two organisations called Age of Autism and Generation Rescue. So yeah, this checks out. Taylor also later said that he spent a lot of his years drug and out of his mind. So, maybe that was the reason. Maybe. So, basically, they got seduced by this misinformation outfit called Alive and Well. And this is a terrible joke and I'm sorry to make it, but it's ironic because the founder died of AIDS. And, like, she got AIDS around the same time as, you know, say,
0: Magic Johnson did. She's not alive and, and she's not well. Yeah. Mm. So,
1: you're not alive and well and the reason why is because of the foundation you started and your dumb shit beliefs. So, Essentially, they make the claim that HIV doesn't cause AIDS and it was essentially triggered by something along the lines of drug use and perpetuated by r- antiretroviral drugs. Yeah, it's just a big, big pharma cash cow thing, you mm. know. Uh, test the gays, uh, give them drugs, life goes on. I don't really know, actually, to be honest. It said recreational drug use. I'm like, how do you make that leap? But I'm sure they made it. So it was a big pharma conspiracy which danced to the ideas that we're actually dealing with now, like history repeating itself constantly. The germ theory, which is the theory that germs and viruses cause certain illnesses, duh, is bullshit. And disease is only created by terrain theory, which is what you surround yourself with and what you ingest. Fucking Foo Fighters even did a benefit gig for them. Hi, Pete. Fucking hi, Pete (laughs) indeed.
0: So it's interesting to see the Foo Fighters go full circle from AIDS denies... To leading the charge on vaccine requirements at concerts, and as per usual, conspiracy theories are circulating that Dave Grohl is in fact a Freemason. I've never shaken hands with him and noted if he's had his pinky finger giving my giving me a little palm massage. But I won't if only it were true. Everyone's got to be a Mason.
1: Everyone's a Mason. Everyone's got everyone. I don't like is a Mason and certain other things
0: check, so, those shakes, check, check those handshakes folks
1: yeah that's it yeah i like the idea of my, my hand being rubbed um so another guy <laughs> doing the vaccine requirement thing and probably a freemason somehow is oh, bruce yeah. springsteen oh, who I has free. Yeah. brought back his springsteen on broadway show for yet another run as a side note my best mate isaac wolfson and i flew to the u.s a few years ago and tried our luck getting tickets out the front and for a casual five hundred dollars u.s Isaac saw the boss do his thing in a small theater, which is pretty cool. But that's not scalper rates. That's how much the ticket actually cost. So faced with the possibility of seeing uh, Bruce Springsteen for $500 or going across the road for a $10 pint, I took the latter. And I just just wonder, like, look, if you're selling your Broadway show at $500 a seat, what are you doing with the money, Bruce? Where's all this money going? You don't seem to live that lavishly. What are you saving for? Are you going to fund a revolution on your deathbed?
0: He's got a big place in Jersey. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but I tell you what, there's a lot of change left.
0: There's a lot of change left. (laughs) You don't have a healthy bank balance, let's just say that, yeah.
1: The point here is that this time around, proof of vaccination must be shown, but tough titties for you, Jack. Only FDA-approved vaccines are to be permitted. Oh,
0: my God. So, Annie, so, I'm on the AstraZeneca and – that one, I wouldn't get into a. a nope. I wouldn't get into uh, the boss's show, Broadway nope. show. Get uh, out! Look, it's look, it's the worst kind of discrimination, Joel. The kind against me.
1: We have discussed this form before, and it is most oppressive and most unpleasant.
0: I mm-hmm. uh, tell you what, so-, so I feel so oppressed right now.
1: Absolutely, you should go and protest across the road. So, <laughs> if you got the AstraZeneca jab, yes, you are fucked. Now, if you fall into this category, it is likely you're a Canadian or other foreigner who wasn't born in the USA because they're not well, using it there. there you go. But look, if you got the AC jab, you can forget about Springsteen on Broadway. That is not going to happen for you, my love. Now, this has created a bit of a, oh, come on, guys, from the crowd of people who would absolutely cross borders to see this show. But for the fact they got the wrong microchip installed, they're <laughs> shit out of luck. I mean, this certainly cements bro. the Pfizer shot for me. No question about it. Because I what this, the moment I can leave this country... I'm going to go see 90 Snails live in America. I'm fucking doing it. And if I can't go because of some loser fucking vaccine, I'm going to be fucking fuming. I'm lining up for Pfizer, baby. Pfizer all the way.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, if uh, the band members of 90 Snails haven't been turned into bio sludge, Joe. So.
1: <laughs> They're touring in don't, fucking October and November and I can't go. I cannot fucking go. Don't I not so upset.
0: That. Don't ignore that possibility. <laughs> and finally, Notorious <laughs> Grifter and anti-vax evangelist Del Bigtree bleeds. Out of his ass.
1: Yeah, it's my favorite place to bleed from. It's uh, <laughs> one of the people we discussed last week, the head of the anti-vax ICANN organization, bank robbed by his rich mate, Bernard Seltz, producer with a vax documentary which features... Andy Wakefield, one of the shittest people on the fucking planet, and host of the incredibly irritating show of which he has only himself to blame. The high wire, he Ooh, almost awful. bled to death. It's almost, really awful. Almost bled to his death out of his asshole due to a very <laughs> nasty hemorrhoid. Now everyone's <laughs> pretending they care about him living. Honestly, it'd be better off. Actually, no, I won't go there.
0: So, so sort of a tennis It's the size of a tennis you got to give that a squeezing, Dell. You just <laughs> get yeah. your thumb and index finger and give it a good squeezing. And... Pop it like a pimple. So,
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> so this is one of those. Moments
1: where the metal of an anti vaxxer is truly tested because he was yeah. faced with the possible death. But if you truly believe your own bullshit, you will play actual chicken with a life threatening disorder just to maintain your ridiculous beliefs or at least the appearance that you are. And the issue at hand here is due to his extreme anus bleeding Big Tree needed a blood transfusion but refused to take blood from vaccinated people or potentially vaccinated people you know he wouldn't take a risk and I'm guessing right. this is due to like you know the bullshit mRNA change of DNA or whatever blah, blah blah and it's ridiculous because of course mRNA only stays in your body for a couple of days before degrading but I mean look let's not base this on facts it's let's base this on dumb emotions facts. it's not, not about, about facts at all it's about making fucking drama for your shit online show so Big Tree at what can only only be assumed was a huge expense paid for by his dead shit anti-vax supporters mind you it's your mm. money assholes Yeah, got his transfusion from unvaccinated blood in Cancun from a doctor who verified it as being South unvaccinated of the border yes. I, I love the idea of the, the doctor doing a sneaky and just being like yeah yeah it's unvaccinated come down and grab it you fucking idiot so right. he flew there in a private jet lent to him by one of his supporters I'm guessing Bernard Seltz but it could have been one of his many ridiculously ultra which pilled idiots and it, let's face this is why they're anti vaxxers. Listen to last week's episode if you want more information on why anti vaxxers are anti vaxxers. I'll give you a hint. It's called money. So <laughs> it's incredibly concerning it that after is. Big it's Tree. It's
0: all about the grift.
1: It's all about the grift. So it's incredibly concerning that after Big Tree uses anti vax money to get his pure blood, after refusing the tainted blood of the vaccinated, this is going to lead to idiot anti vaxxers refusing transfusions and potentially yep. dying as a result. Like, well, you know, these. Fingers are just, crossed. The innocent idiot. Um, yeah, well, yeah, but like you know, these—they're just pill, Like it's not a death sentence. Well, maybe it is. I mean, fuck it. Walk no, into it's going place. to be. It's going to be yeah. in a lot of
0: cases, not just through uh, denied transfusions as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of other reasons why these idiots are going to die. Partially from the fucking coronavirus. Sooner
0: or later, every cult becomes a death cult. That's right. And the anti vaxxers and the anti are well on their way over An the next couple of years. An actual
1: death cult. Yeah, it mm. really is. It's even worse than fucking QAnon in some ways.
0: I, I got to ask, do you think? Do you think Dale's flogging his uh, blood-stained underpants online to the highest bidder right now? I, I'd pay. would I'd pay two dollars fifty for that. Get them framed.
1: Look honestly, I would buy. I would buy that. I would buy that. If I could have (laughs) Dell's bloodstained underwear behind me on my scotch shelf it would really add some fucking ambience to the situation. Yeah,
0: yeah, good conversation, please.
1: Essentially, people online have been saying they will refuse blood transfusions rather than – they will refuse blood transfusions and would rather die than take vaccinated blood, which is insane because I have no idea what is worse than death that you get from a vaccine. The whole <laughs> point of the vaccine is it kills you, but they won't take blood transfusions from vaccinated people because it might kill them. Like I just don't get that logic. But that is the thing. These people don't follow logic. They're in a cult this is one of those things that really reflects on the fucking anti-vax movement as a whole because Big Tree claimed that very sadly during this whole process of bleeding out his asshole, the his puppy died, randomly died. Now, mm. this led to people thinking he was poisoned and he said, no, 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 I wasn't poisoned. But then it moved on to the idea that somehow spiritually the dog died to save
0: Dell. It's the Jesus of dogs. It, 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 it died to save Dell Big Tree.
1: That's it. Just took a book because Dell is being commanded by God to do something noble, or he's just a grifter who's just take money. Years
0: in from now, that dog's going to be somebody.
1: Yeah, that's it. I'm going to wear a fucking necklace. So <laughs> just the dog just hurled up on the kitchen. Oh, that's that's bad. Look,
0: <laughs> I'd worship that dog.
1: Yes, well, look, these idiots would worship the fucking dog, and that's what sums up the anti-vax movement in a sentence. Not funny, not interesting, but just <laughs> fucking weird.
0: Yeah, speaking of weird. It's time to explore the deeply stupid, the clinically insane, the toxic rhetoric out there on the fringes. When we, that is to say, I asked Joel, which black pill fuck with, said that?
1: Keeping my word, following last week, my dismal failure. I did, in fact, buy a six-pack of cotton draught. Well, my partner Liz well actually did. Well and it done. was at full retail price. It was Good. $23.50. Mm. So, here's one of them. All tin cracks this week are opening a can of multi-pierce. I've got beer that's aged in oak barrels downstairs that has some sort of lactic acid in it and it's got coriander and shit in it. But I'm drinking this fucking trash because of my absolute failure last week, especially fucking up the Michael Sims one about the cat's tail. How the fuck did I miss that?
0: Well, I look, guess the this, vet. This week, Joe, uh, we're going a different way uh, because today's prize is the green light. It's just incentive. There's no Ooh. punishment this week. It's the I'll, green like light from the New South Wales Police Force. I'll yes, if it- Joel gets three from three today, he could be just like Nettie Smith and Lenny McPherson who were granted this noble injunction by the New South Wales plot decades ago. The green light means you can do whatever you want, commit murder, rob a bank or be an annoying bouncy idiot at a dance party without having to, having to worry about having your colour felt. See, that is the kind of thing I'll fucking it's go for. Surprise on prize I know you need, Joel, So listen carefully and answer correctly.
1: This is going to be like a subset thing where basically you tell me the cheat codes to get out of jail, but they're not actually true, and then I go and commit a crime, and I go to jail anyway. I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> well, Matt,
0: it I- could be. It could be. No, this no, no. no it's the green light. If you get three from three, you've got the green light. You, you are, just, not- um, you just you know You becoming untouchable. So here we go. Question one. Who said this? Let me get this straight. I'm not allowed to go to a sterilised gym and lift weights, but I can go to a dirty brothel and spread my fluids. Ooh. Ooh. That Ooh. is fun. Ooh. He's spreading them all around. Now, was that former leader of the Liberal Party, Billy Snedden, who came and went in a hotel room on 27 November 1987? <laughs> Was it fake journalist and distended bull bag, Avi Yemeni?
1: Not a journalist, just not a journalist.
0: Not not a journalist. No. no. Was it revival church leader? It's always the ones you don't expect. Paul (laughs) Furlong, looking forward to some leisure time away from the pulpit? Yeah, probably. Or was it professional cage fighter, Nick Banjo-Patterson, planning his first day out of prison whenever that's going to be. There's a big yoga truck right there for Banjo. A big, big, when he gets out of jail, look out. He'll be spreading a vast amount of fluid. Yes, go on. So w- was w- it w- Billy Stanton? W- yeah. Yammy, Paul Furlong or Nick Banjo-Patterson who said, let me get this straight. I'm not allowed to go to a sterilised gym and lift weights, but I can go to a dirty brothel and spread my fluids.
1: Well, I'm going to go with Arvi considering the fact that Yay! the last two are massive God-botherers and the first one's a red herring. So I'm happy with that. But I think you're lining me up for this. So I end up doing a fucking armed robbery on Monday and you laugh at me in the news
0: because I'll fucking do it. it was, I will hold up a 7-Eleven. You, uh, you were right. It was, in fact, Yemeni. And this is partly sort of nonsense. It was actually spread around a bit by some uh, mainstream media commentators as well, which is disappointing yeah. because yeah. it was absolute bullshit um, that, that, that somehow the Victorian government had banned uh, or closed, uh, required gyms to be closed, but kept brothels functioning. Uh, shall we say sex on premises places were required to be closed as well as you'd expect.
1: As
0: you'd expect. So one out of one. Um, Here we go. The green the green light. Well, we're just going on to orange at the moment, but we could be going green very soon. And here is the quote. If you see this fat, dishevelled load of shit, I strongly recommend that you punch him in the mouth as hard as you possibly can do it. For America. Oh, Now, I can give you a hint and tell you that the disseveled load of shit being referred to is Steve Bannon. Mm. Was that, was the person who said that, insane at Colonel Kurtz level, seditionist and QAnon adherent, Mike Flynn? Was it 45th President of the United States and now angry loner, Donald J. Trump? Was it recently pardoned liar with a cartoon Richard Nixon tattooed on his back, Roger Stone? Or was it battered heavyweight fighter Paul Gallon still seeing stars after copying the ass whopping he had coming at the hands of Justice Mooney? last Thursday night. Uh, I must
1: say, Paul Gallen will be very upset and would say something incredibly stupid <laughs> he, and he does he like did, punching people.
0: He did cop a bit of a hiding so his brain would have been a little bit scrambled.
1: Mike Flint's has got
0: CTE. He anyway.
1: likes to say nice things. I'd be very surprised if Mike said it because he's a bit of a pussy. Um, I like the idea of rog- Roger Stone. He's got edge.
0: Whoa! here we go. This is getting very exciting. That is absolutely Ooh. correct.
1: Ooh, Roger Stone
0: a- did say that. Yeah, he's had a major falling out with Steve Bannon. Oh, my God, he's talking about horrible things happening to uh, Steve and, uh, and uh, you know, beyond that, that, that terrible dose of psoriasis on, on what appears to be about 95% of his body. Yes. Okay, Joel, <laughs> You are on the verge of becoming a criminal mastermind. This is, mastermind. Upsetting. This is uh, worse than the cut With the green light from the New South Wales. I don't police want, it.
1: Force. I don't want yeah. power comes great responsibility,
0: and I'm not very responsible. Oh, you don't have to you don't have to be this is the oh. whole point. You have the green light, you don't have to be responsible for anything. I just want to go anymore. to a
1: wash pit and not get arrested. Here we go.
0: Quote number three. This is this is for the prize, ladies uh, and gentlemen. All right, let's do this. Here we go. I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized and can put a key on their forehead that sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they mm-hmm. stick. Was it 4,000-year-old Greek shepherd Magnus tending his sheep in a region of northern Greece <laughs> called Magnesia when he took a step and suddenly found that the nails that held his shoe together and the metal tip of his staff was stuck fast to the rock he was yeah, standing on? A
1: vaccinated on. rock. A vaccinated rock.
0: <laughs> was it backcracker, big-time anti-vax grifter and loathsome piece of shit oh, sherry tenpenny? Christ. Was it Dell Big Tree, light on hemoglobin and desperate for a blood transfusion... Straight in, straight up his ass, but where I wear to find some, he can be sure hasn't been vaccinated.
1: Mm, if only.
0: <laughs> or was it chemotherapy truther, a man responsible for so many deaths due to his irresponsible advocacy of alternative cancer treatments, but otherwise all round nice guy, Doctor. Also, Joe Macola
1: must be noted, very able to afford traditional medicine, and I'm absolutely sure he opts for it. Um, look. I hate to say it. I'm pretty sure I saw this video. Some shitty little, like sort of, like inquiry and in, like a local government sort of sense. Sherry Tenpenny.
0: Yes, it is. Well done, and you've done your research. I have. I've done my own research. Uh, applause. Thunderous applause. In fact. Oh, this sucks. Yeah, Sherry Tenpenny was actually giving. Uh, uh, giving advice to legislators, I believe in yeah, Ireland, something like that. Uh, when they were contemplating, they were contemplating uh, the whole business of vaccine vaccination passports and what have you. So there you go, there you go, Jesus Joel, Christ. Nettie Smith, Lenny McPherson, and now Joel Hill have got the green I don't light. Want it. Which means you can pretty much hit up pork barrels, barrel arrow anytime you like. Now nothing will ever happen. I'd say get into it tomorrow. Try hard, jump in, front, jump into his office, and refuse to leave.
1: All right, cool. Well, we'll be putting it out to listeners to see if they want to replace me on the podcast after I'm jailed for at least fifteen years. <laughs> Anyone want the spot? Anyone want the fucking spot? Anyone
0: keen? Now, we ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by black pilled fuckwits, just like Sherry (laughs) Tempany. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid... Drop yeah, us a line. Yeah,
1: we'll send you a stubby holder and some assorted TCRP tattered posters and shit if you make my life easier or Jack's life easier and send us a quote we can use on the show. Make it real silly.
0: Yes, please. Now, we're at the Conditional Release Program. Understand that listening to this program requires a fairly large dose of intoxicants and they're best served cold and kept cold and the only way to keep your preferred poison cold is a tcrp stubby holder the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold i've I've got all the data here it's just my desk here it's it's about three feet high and the rest of them, that data says, are fucking terrible. It's
1: very true. Actually, I haven't got one on my Carlton draft right now. It is getting warmer and more disgusting as time goes on. So no, look well, if you've got some that. things, drop us a line on the conditioner release program at gmail.com and uh, you'll get yourself some free shit just for looking some shit up on Telegram. That's just cheap. That's good. And now we've
0: come to that point in the program where we want to get down and start digging deep, deep, deep and get to the bloody truth of certain matters. And this week- It's QAnon and how fucking dangerous they really are. Yep.
2: I noticed an old friend of mine um, start posting QAnon-adjacent content. Um, You know, all this Save the Children stuff, uh, George Floyd, uh, you know, being a stage is a hoax, pandemic, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it seemed to happen quite quickly, and it's a story that's, you know, sadly familiar to many people at this point. It's it's, it's not unique.
0: That, that person became pill. Tell me a bit about her. What's her background? was she into? Um,
2: so I just... She, she's a good person. She's got a good soul, you know, um, uh, very friendly and bubbly, and I just... Like, I knew that this didn't align with who she was. I knew that this politics was not her. Um, so I knew that there was something, something else going on, and yeah, you know, I mean, we only worked together fairly briefly a, a few years ago, but you know, kept in touch, and, and 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 we were friends there. And I knew enough to know that this this wasn't her. There was manipulation at play, and so I was curious. You know, like where polite society might dictate that we sort of you know tend to leave these things alone. Um, I, I wanted to know, so I engaged, and what I found was this this world of new age. 5D Galactic Ascension content uh, that was bringing people to QAnon.
0: And how quickly?
2: Uh, well, people report it happening uh, within days, um, let alone, you know, weeks or months. Um, it, it can happen in, in some cases overnight, right? Like literally overnight. The, the algorithms of a lot of these social media platforms, especially uh, things like YouTube, um, they just recommend you video after video after video. Uh, and these things have been in many cases, uh, clearly and clinically constructed um, to uh, essentially brainwash people. So a lot of them are obviously fan-made, and you can see these ones that are you know, pretty amateur. Um, but another thing that we are unfortunately going to have to reckon with is the uh, sophisticated techniques that go into creating a lot of this audio content, which can and often does include literally hypnotic elements. Um, so whether that's, you know, uh, flashing things visually or, uh, different audio ticks, um, these things are phenomenally powerful. Um, and everyone's just looking at, you know, the, the effects of this or, or the millions of people who have been brainwashed all over the world, uh, and going, oh my God, how did that happen? But the fact is that these people, um, were, were manipulated. You know, a lot of their lawyers are coming out and saying, oh, they're victims of, of propaganda. Um. And, and they're not wrong. Like, humanity has literally never seen a propaganda campaign like this. Um, we, we don't have the facilities to be able to deal with it. And these people, um, they are victims. They, they, they've been used. They are the weapons of um, the, the people at the top, such as Michael Flynn, Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, Ali Alexander, Paul Gosar. Uh, these are the people who um, executed that attack, and the people on the ground... Uh, were the weapons that they used. These communities were deliberately targeted. Um, the whole, the spiritual community, the ascension community, um, you know, the the hippie community, and there are lots of entry points for it. A, big, a pretty big vector was obviously the anti-vac community, which is inherently conspiratorial itself. And if you look at the career of people like Mike Adams uh, with his, you know, natural news network uh, sites, um, it all seems very, you know, green left on top, um, but you don't have the scratch very far below the surface before you um, come across it, essentially Breitbart-level content, uh, which is extreme far right.
0: And that was Australian Q researcher Hamilton Hume. Uh, Hamilton uh, will be heard in uh, our next program when we look at the origins of QAnon. Um, but uh, today we are dealing with the issue of the Ongoing the clear and present danger of QAnon, and why we got Hamilton along is because he brings a particular uh, slant to this. Um, he's a, he's a scientist uh, with a background in anthropology and so forth. So, you know, we just thought his, his anger was going to be particularly useful for people trying to understand the pull of this thing, it's the definitely. Pull this yeah, this great cult. So, so, um, um, so we thank Hamilton for his time. Now we do want to look today at those dangers, those ongoing dangers that QAnon uh, pill people, cultists, uh, pr- a- a- basically create for for not just the United States but the world. And uh, and just because we've been talking a lot about QAnon as a nation. Largely driven by the Four Corners program, which is a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a nothing, I think, in many ways. I it's thought not, one thing. There's nothing we didn't know already, but yeah, it was good right. to.
1: But I, I, what it did I, is it pilled a bunch of normies, which is good.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the other thing that it did do well was was talk about how uh, damaging it is for for families and so forth to see loved ones go down. You know the the Q and on tubes, yeah, and, down the rabbit and, so and I had they, a good they,
1: fucking guy, go Scott Morrison, too, which I always am happy to see <laughs> tear shreds <laughs> off that cunt. I don't care if it's cheesy. I don't care if it's journalistically compromised. Well, I like it
0: by association a lot of it, and that's why it's been uncomfortable with some of it. Yeah, but but, really um, but it did perhaps bring Q and on into to uh, into the consciousness, into the national consciousness a bit. There is a perception that this is strictly an American cult. That is not true. It has absolutely not huge support in this country. It has huge support in European country very very big big in Germany
1: yeah big in Netherlands as well Big in, in,
0: in the wake of the Four Corners program, the FBI issued a warning that, that follow, followers of the QAnon conspiracy theory could again engage in violence against political op- opponents out of frustration that the theory's predictions have not come true. So what we have now is QAnon that's basically that no longer has Q putting it together. There's no one overseeing it. So really you've got believers who have been... Um, dragged down a garden path and now uh, they don't know which way to go. And there's yeah. a very strong likelihood that, that 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 where they will go next is is to what is basically national security threats and violence and terrorism. Yeah. So one yeah. thing, uh, and we'll pop this link up on, on the shit posting page, but there was a, a very good piece in Politico that talked about a fellow who actually wasn't, as far as we know, not a member of QAnon, but there he went. Trundling along to uh, uh, to uh, the Capitol Building on on June sixth, you know, absolutely no criminal background, absolutely no yep. uh, concern, you know, concerns about his behaviour. Yeah, just, just a complete normie. Yeah. And in the heat of that mob, he, well, he's now been charged with a vicious assault. On a police police officer, he's looking at eight years in jail. He's now languishing in jail because he hasn't been bailed, and he knows, or according to his uh, lawyer, he said that he knows he's been he's been had. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's had that moment alas too late. And yes. and these uh, extremely dangerous moments. But what he's, what he's alleged to have done is dragged a a law, a law enforcement officer from the Capitol building down a flight of stairs as that. Police officer has lost his bat and he's grabbed it and started belting this guy around the head. Knock and this him. is a guy doing who's alleged to have done this who has no criminal background. Yep. No associations with the three percenters or any of the militia groups. No. There's no social media profile that we can figure out. So what we're wondering is how quickly... Are these people getting radicalised? I mean, radi- radicalisation was a was a topic that was that was writ large in the commentary and the news and so forth three, four, five years ago yeah. with some of the Islamic State terrorist outrages uh, throughout the world. And what was alarming then was that uh, a number of these sort of terrorists were uh, had been so quickly radicalised. But what what we saw on January sixth was the radicalisation of people within minutes. Yeah. What, uh, was the,
1: what was the time frame on IS? It was on like a couple of years or yeah, something? Yeah, well, it,
0: it was always said that al-Qaeda took two to three years to radicalise radicalize adherents, And then uh, And then along came Islamic State and we were saying it could happen in a few days. And now with QAnon and and all the nonsense around the uh, presidential election of November 2020, uh, we're seeing people being radicalised in minutes.
1: Yeah, it's fucking terrifying.
0: In in real time. So the FBI has come out and said, we're really worried about this because QAnon is now floating without any sort of guidance or leadership. You know, there's no yeah. real control over it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and so you're going to find people who react, who just who just lash out, you
1: know. Well, the main thing was they would trust the plan. And this is uh, like there's conspiracies that shoot off with the trust of plan Monica saying that, it was actually a method of control and it was controlled opposition saying when you trust the plan, you don't take action. And Mm. therefore when they say trust the plan, it's a way of controlling dissidents. Now this is an insane thing made up by a moron.
0: You could be, you could be a digital soldier. You could be a digital soldier, soldier without being an actual soldier. And now, you know, that there's no plan anymore.
1: Yeah. Even Sidney Powell said there's no trust the plan anymore. Like trust the plan is dead. So Mm. at this point, Trust the plan's gone. The plan is now, well, it's in your hands. It's yeah. always been a participatory conspiracy theory, which is very different to any others where you look back on history and you say, oh, JFK, Grassy Knoll, all these things are all retrospective. This kind of conspiracy universe has the unique nature of social media spreading like wildfire. But being real time, looking toward the future where you can actually gamify this conspiracy universe to a point where you could influence it. And now trust the plan is gone. I mean, what's next? You have gotta make your own plan, right?
0: Make your own plan. And that's extremely dangerous. And that's what the FBI is pointing to. But looking at the past that just gives an idea of how QAnon radicalization has turned into very serious real world criminal behavior. You know, here's a giant, you know, basically incomplete. incomplete list, but it yeah. is a laundry list of outrages uh, and dangerous criminal acts that, that were absolutely inspired by QAnon.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, basically, we're going to go back to the 15th of June, 2018, <laughs> where an Arizona resident blocked a bridge near the Hoover Dam with an armoured vehicle. He was up um, on terrorism charges. Basically, he was unhappy that Trump had not yet made the mass arrest that QAnon had, like, promised. Like, Q promised mass arrests from the very start. And this guy... Hold up in an armored vehicle, said, where are the mass arrests? This has got to happen. Hillary Clinton needs to be hung at Gitmo.
0: So, so that's, you know, that, that might have been one of the early ones. I mean, six months later, a California man is arrested after being found with what appeared to be bomb-making materials in his car in an alleged plot to blow up a satanic display in the Capitol, Capitol, Capitol building in Springfield, Illinois, capital of Illinois. The man allegedly was planned to blow up a satanic temple monument in the what Capitol Rotunda. Means? to make Americans aware of Pizzagate and the New World Order.
1: Yeah, like that's just not a good idea. Then you've got fast-forwarding a few more months down to March 2019, and this one's a bit of a famous one. In Staten Island, a 24-year-old man allegedly, I think it's been done by now, murders a leader in the Gambino crime family. And this is just one of the most bizarre QAnon related cases. It is. Where a young man decided a vicious criminal and one of the most dangerous people just go ahead and try and kill. Not... Because he's a vicious criminal, but because apparently he was a part of the deep state, this guy mm. killed him. Amazing. Like, So he turned up at court with a fucking Q written on his hand, another like Q adjacent gibberish and fucking ballpoint pen around it, which removed any kind of doubt that he was motivated by the QAnon movement. I think he got off on insanity, but I'm not sure. You can Google it. His name is Anthony Carmelo. We can sort of say that one. I mean- what a fucking
0: lunatic. Really crazy stuff. And, and you know, and on 25 September 2019, a q and supporter allegedly smashed up the, the, the chapel of the Holy Hill in Sedona, Arizona, while shouting about the Catholic ch- Church supporting human trafficking. Yeah, which uh, is half also, right there, isn't she? Yeah, also that in, in that year, a 37-year-old Illinois woman who had posted frequently about the QAnon conspiracy theory online, was arrested after she drove to New York City with a collection of knives and threatened to take out President Joe Biden.
1: Amazing that she chose knives. You live in a country of guns. Why have you got knives? Like, that's yes. such an English thing to do. What is she, British? Mm. Fucking bizarre. So- well-
0: yeah, keep going. In, um, there's a long list.
1: There's a long list. On the 30th of December in 2019, Montana police arrested a QAnon supporter from Colorado in connection with an alleged kidnapping scheme. Now, this is a lady's name, Abchug, Cynthia Abchug. Basically, mm-hmm. the Cor- Colorado child welfare officials removed her son from her custody. And basically, the Abchug's daughter told police that her brother's foster family were referred to as pedophiles and evil Satan worshippers, which obvious nods to QAnon crap. And basically... Rabchug left Colorado and travelled across the country, bailing from police and you know, kidnapping a kid and received assistance from a network of people from QAnon the, on social active, media,
0: with the active sponsorship of the so-called digital soldiers from QAnon. Yeah, this
1: is how they work. They're all fucking connected because of these fucking crazy links they make. It's, you know, it's the friends they made along the way, as mm. Ron Watkins said in his "I'm bowing out of QAnon" speech.
0: Yes, thank you, thank you mother for all the rabbit speech uh, that he made. Yeah, fucking on the twenty-sixth of March, at Kentucky mother. This is so. so we're talking about. A preponderance of crimes being committed by women as well. Kentucky, 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 a Kentucky mother is charged with kidnapping twin daughters. Save the children. Yep. Nearly Blanchard, a Kentucky woman linked to both the anti-government Sovereign Citizen movement and QAnon conspiracy theories, was arrested after taking her children from their grandmother, their legal guardian. The Daily Beast reported. Uh, QAnon is popular on the Sovereign Citizen child custody groups, in part because its believers claim that the government and child protective agencies are abusing the children they take from their parents' custody, wrote the Daily Beast reporter Will Sommer, who is a bloody excellent reporter on all things QAnon and worth paying attention to.
1: Yeah, he is really good. Like, one of the things that's really scary about this is you can see a pattern here, which is that QAnon and sovereign citizen ideals are merging with lunatic family law activists. I mean, fuck, Mm. family law activists bombed the court in this country. Family law gets nasty and people... Dead, dead set, put their bodies online. Yeah. They start to see like they've got nothing to lose. The idea of inserting ideas of, you know, pedophilic fucking foster families and shit like that, this is a tinderbox just absolutely waiting to explode. And there's more, there's more. We're going in chronological yeah, yeah, order.
0: More. you know. Uh, just uh, last year, 2020, 2nd of April, a man was charged with intentionally derailing a freight train near the Navy hospital ship Mercy in Los Angeles, and uh, we've discussed this one in the past, Eduardo Moreno, a train engineer from San Pedro, California, admitted during an interview that he had run the train beyond the track because he believed the Mercy, the hospital ship, was part of suspicious activities involving the coronavirus. He did it out of a desire to wake people up, according to the affidavit. Uh, Moreno stated that he thought that the USNS... Uh, Mercy was suspicious and did not believe the ship is what they say it's for. Child yeah, it that's what he thought Thanks to child
1: trafficking. Yeah, and that was the yeah. thing. And that was a really spicy one. And like the fact that he derailed the train. Derailed is a
0: train.
1: So intense. The photos of that are just like, they're yeah. quite menacing. It's
0: carnage, yeah.
1: This is yeah. like, and the guy that was really funny, we've reported on this before, but what he did is he's in the, he's in the sort of driver's seat. And what he did, because he's seen too many action movies, is he lights up a flare and holds onto it as the train <laughs> is sort of. <laughs> Like going, like you know, fairly quickly, but not at like you know terminal velocity through a lot of barriers that are you know showing no real opposition, and he's expecting it to blow up because he's lit a flare, and that's mm. what happens in the movies. You light a flare and it blows up, and nothing blew up, so he just sort of ran away from it and got caught by the cops.
0: <laughs> it didn't have yeah, a plan. Mad stuff. I mean, you can understand <laughs> stuff. the 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 prospect, the potential for mass mur- for mass murder, mass killings here. Totally,
1: it's terrifying.
0: You know, basically later that month, a woman was arrested after driving to New York and allegedly making threatening statements against Joe Biden again and yep. Hillary Clinton, of yep. course. Yeah. Arch and, and enemies
1: if- of the QAnon movement, arch enemies.
0: She was a vulnerable person. She'd been radically pilled. Her name is Jessica Prim. She live-streamed her drive from Illinois to New York on Facebook, just babbling all the way. And a post on her Facebook page read, Hillary Clinton and her assistant, Joe Biden, she's now the President of the United States, by the way, and Tony (laughs) Podesta, a a senior Democrat, official, yeah. need to be taken out in the name of Babylon, which is a, a QAnon babble, if ever you've heard one. Yes. I can't be set free without them gone, she yeah. said.
1: that's not
0: good. She that's also good. said, I like watching the press conferences with Donald Trump on TV. I felt like he was talking to me, yep. which is the kind of shit that QAnon actively fosters, this bizarre connection with Donald Trump, a godlike figure they see him as, sent from the heavens to save the public the Republic from lefty Edo's.
1: Yeah, it's basically it. Like, there was this other one. This is really sad. A Boston man leads on a police on a 20-mile car chase while live-streaming himself talking about QAnon. And, like, this one's really sad because this clearly shows someone who has a very light connection to reality and it's been exploited by these fucking assholes on the internet. I mean, like, you know, mental illness is something we'll talk about later in regards to all this sort of radicalization. but this guy clearly had underlying issues. And he said Donald Trump, I need a miracle or something. He was reaching out to Donald Trump on his live Mm. stream. Mm. And then he says, QAnon, help me. QAnon, help me. Like he says QAnon, like Americans. It's pretty funny. So it's not funny. I shouldn't be <laughs> saying that. Fun. It's not funny. not I funny. do find it's, it's just, if you don't laugh, you cry. So a 29 year old man's five children, age 13, 5, 2, 1, and 8. Don't know why they wrote that in that order. Eight um, months. Eight, eight months. months. Mm. Ah, very, very youthful. Um, uh, we're also in the car. I might even edit that out. Um, ages 13, 5, 2, 1, and 8 months were also in the car. We don't want to die. One of his daughters screamed at one point on the live stream. Terrifying for those
0: children, yeah. It's Um, 3rd of July last year, Corey Hurron, a reservist in the Canadian Rangers allegedly rammed a truck through the gates of the prime minister's residence in ottawa so this is political crime this is that that basically ticks all the boxes on on terrorism terrorism yeah i think he is
1: being charged with terrorism but it's they hate justin trudeau and they make shit up about him being some Mm. sort of wild pet or something like that just because he's got dreamy eyes doesn't mean he's a pedophile
0: let him go let him do his thing following month august 2020, Texas woman was arrested after allegedly chasing and crashing into a car, then telling people she thought she was chasing a pedophile. Cecilia Fulbright, 30, was arrested in Waco, Texas, or Waco, Texas, after two drivers reported being chased by another driver and one reported being repeatedly rammed by another vehicle. The Waco... Tribune-Herald reported officers said Fulbright told them afterwards that she believed the driver whose car she hit was a pedophile and that she was rescuing a young girl from being trafficked. The paper reported her blood alcohol level at the time was more than double the legal limit. So she's off her fucking chops as well. Yeah, but even then,
1: I mean, like, whatever...
0: Yeah, yeah, look, nuts. I know. But but yeah. you know, it's not as if it's not as if intoxication is just gonna start kicking all this stuff in. Yeah. I mean, I'm
1: pretty drunk right now and I'm not gonna yeah. start fucking ramming cars calling them betters.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And, and 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 basically you've just you've got the, the sort of febrile imagination that's yeah. driven by, you know, let's forget about the consequences because she's boozed up. Yeah, and look, no. you know,
1: paranoid delusions. But at the end of the day, what happens is QAnon and the surrounding sort of cult they convince people that they are just completely inundated by pedophiles. Everyone's a pedophile. And at Mm -hmm. that point, you start seeing this shit everywhere. You know, everything is a pedophile. Now, if there is one section of society you're justified in kicking when they're down or shooting when they're down, are fucking pedophiles. Let's face it. No one really misses them at the end of the day. There's all sorts of jurisprudence and winch winch human rights you can talk about, but no one's shedding tears for pedophiles, especially active ones, and especially the ones that drain children's blood for adrenochrome. So when you start telling people they have a justified action against members of the public that they suspect for being a part of a cabal of blood-sucking pedophiles, you've got a fucking license to kill.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's nothing more powerful than the idea that you can be a hero. This yep. is part of it too—that you can be the hero uh, that has stopped uh, child trafficking, righteous justice in, c- in, cer- in certain instances. That yep. this is what you went on is really, really dangerous. People get and off we're on just it. seeing we're just seeing some of those crimes. Now, it's not, not just restricted to the United States. Italian police have arrested two anti-vaxxers in connection with an arson attack on a COVID-19 vaccination hub. Yep. Uh, that was just uh, early or oh, late last week. Um, Paolo Pluta... And Nicola Zanadelli yep. uh, were arrested overnight for suspected terrorism offences, according to the uh, news agency. Uh, the suspects are accused of an April three Molotov cocktail attack on a vaccination centre in the uh, northern city of Brescia that damaged one of the centre's two pavilions. Yep. And we also reported last week that an, an in Belgium, a virologist was targeted by a rogue soldier, which do, did, had yeah. a vendetta against virologists and lockdowns. You know, I love and this guy's court. got fifty thousand followers. <laughs> Uh, fifty thousand followers on his social media accounts. Well, after the fact,
1: this is a support club. Yeah. after the fact, that's me, a, that's how crazy video.
0: things have got. I yeah. mean, this guy waited for the virologist to come home with a gun train on his front door um, to targeting people because they publicly state that coronavirus coronavirus is real is very likely to be Q adjacent piece of lunacy. Yeah, and definitely. I guess we need just to talk about it. There are other events that, we will, that, we'll, that we'll get back to, but but basically QAnon is almost like a mix-and-match cult. Oh, it's an umbrella. You can, where you can pull in anti-vaccination uh, principles, where you can uh, grab hold of soft shit nonsense as well. You yeah. Know, it, 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 there, there are almost no rules. I mean, if we look at um, Scientology, you know, they're, they're a sort of as a, as a cult, as a religious cult yeah, as they've opposed got- to... Like QAnon, which guidelines. is a political cult, got a yeah. Book. There's 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 at least a, a sort of map. There's a roadmap there, but with QAnon, yeah. there's really nothing. It's basically you can pull in as few or as many of these other weird social sociopolitical movements, yeah, uh, in, into your cult as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, in March, a Dutch 37-year-old Man made a bomb to blow up a vox- vaccination centre north of Amsterdam and has been yep. charged with terrorism offences. In the same month, the coronavirus testing facility was attacked with a pipe bomb, which was uh, targeting the health workers inside. Just disgraceful behaviour. The Netherlands has copped about a million and a half cases and approximately 18,000 deaths from COVID, despite fairly strict lockdown measures. Uh, and it was this, of course, creates a recipe for disaster. thing, conspiracy theories around yeah. lockdowns and pandemics, and oh, they're sorts still of pissed things.
1: off from World War Two. So, like, you know, this even dredges up like historical scars for them. Like, it's the country. It's I haven't seen a country that hates uh, the lockdowns quite like the Dutch do. Uh, the Americans bitch and moan about their usual yeehaw freedom kind of way, and then you got the English. who are like, but I really want a pint, and the Dutch is just like. <laughs> Just angry and upset, like they're just like <clears throat> they sort of almost like betrayed. It's a it's a really strange reaction, but I can see why they're the ones mm. who wind up fucking radicalized and throwing pipe bombs at health workers. Awful so, as that is.
0: So these rapidly radicalized people, digital soldiers, you know the the archetype of sitting in a darkened room just plowing away on the internet is probably accurate enough. Uh, at this stage, um, those people enter that cult, and as uh, as Hamilton told us, it can happen in a night. You know, you, it can yeah. happen in an evening that you become pilled.
1: Yeah.
0: And and when you become pilled, certain things happen, and and they follow the traditional trajectories of cults. That basically, that's when you'll have what I call the empty seat at the table. Yeah. Because the that your family member, your your niece, your 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 nephew your cousin your father your 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 mother yeah. has become totally pilled
1: my fucking mother totally pilled <laughs> yes well, well
0: well let's not let's not rip off the scab on your childhood just at the miniature, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cuz you know they're, they're, they're an absolute psychological symposium that's uh, <laughs> a whole other episode
1: but very good family friends of mine i like you know i no longer talk yeah. to and the thing is i you know i can say this without any kind of bullshit I did not pull the plug on a single one of them. I've got a friend of mine, a family friend I've known since I was an absolute, absolute kid, and this guy pulled the plug on me because he's an insecure bitch who can't handle criticism. And when it comes down to someone saying, hey, mate, do you want to test your theories? He wants to live in an echo chamber, and he will viciously defend his ideals to the point where he will say, absolutely awful things to people he's known you know since i was a child this is like a Mm. sort of 30 year old friendship but at the end of the day this guy is an avowed cult member his posts are disgusting. He's the kind of guy. Honestly, if he winds up on the news, I will not blink for a fucking second that he's driven well, his car into a fucking drug manufacturer. Not for well, a second.
0: Well, he, he hasn't done those things, but there, no, he hasn't done. Th- this.
1: And I haven't named no. him, but you know, but, uh, but it wouldn't knows? surprise me. Who knows? Not
0: what, for a second. Who knows what he's ideating here? And he's so got what fuck all the what,
1: lose. He's pissed off what his family what we're talking enough.
0: Talking about here is is, is this sort of um, a QAnon's power with vulnerable people. And, and when we say vulnerable people, there'd be people that might be subject to stresses. <laughs> Almost the sort of usual things that most people yep. have to encounter: the, uh, the death of a family member, the death of a parent, um, just
1: overworked and underpaid. Yeah, and and
0: and 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 yes, you know? the sort of stresses that come through life. Just life is kind of a way out, and it be- yep. and it is formed around this idea of almost the evangel- evangelical notion of yeah. heroism against an appalling crime. The crime. There's no coincidence children. with
1: the the God themes that are. Through it, God wins. Mm. God's in control. All yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, because exactly they need right. this at this point. There
0: is there is that Essats religion attached to it. It is a political cult, I would argue, because it has political objectives.
1: Yeah, but I also definitely think it's a religious cult.
0: Yeah, you know, look, it it, it 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 certainly has those sort of it, it traces of uh, spirituality, if you like. Yeah, no, well, the no thing de- is the spiritual arrogant.
1: people, the hippies that I know, uh, you know, sort of some adjacent, some I'm still actually bizarrely enough still friends on Facebook with and I watch what they're doing and they will refer to things like the biblical God and these people are, I, I would call them agnostic at best. They've never best. talked about God in their lives. But mm. since QAnon came along and since they started posting shit about the cabal and let's face it, anti-Semitic fucking tropes, mm. yeah, you know who you are, um, mm. You know, like they started posting about a biblical god. This is nothing I ever saw from them before. So, like, it is a political thing as a result of you know, there's Joe Biden, there's Hillary Clinton, and now Dan Andrews and whoever else they want to copy and paste into the conspiracy universe from Australia. Mm. But at the end of the day, the political nature of this is underpinned by something that has to be above uh, our control, something that is you know, um, you know, some somewhat you know supernatural, because otherwise the cult doesn't have quite that draw to it. Um, and there's something quite ethereal about the internet where messages do come from the ether and it's it, it results in a fact that people I never saw coming have started saying fundy shit online.
0: Yeah, and when we talk about vulnerable people, I mean, I guess in a sense we're all a little bit vulnerable. I mean, I, I'm, I, <laughs> you never find me in a cult because I, I'm a, one, I'm a lazy, lazy man and two, <laughs> Uh, two, I am I have got I've got the skepticism ratchet up to about ninety nine point nine seven percent. Yeah, like uh, so good luck good luck trying to win me over. But that doesn't mean other people aren't vulnerable. But but when we talk about that sort of vulnerability, that does not that does not actually extend to mental health. And oh, I think yeah, I see there's that, yeah. there's there is a sort of scapegoat. There is actually a play. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people we've seen for, arrested from um, from the Capitol building uh, insurrection from Insurrection Day, January six. Yeah, that's uh, a right. A lot yeah. of these defences are now being built around mental health problems, and yeah, I, I, I don't. I think that's that's not just incorrect, it's just but it's also it's actually a red herring.
1: Yeah,
0: and 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 it, and it takes people down a path that says, oh well, you know, the only people who would join QAnon are, are people who have pre-existing mental health conditions and that's wrong that's straight out wrong
1: gullible is not a diagnosable mental condition i'm sorry but you're an idiot you're not mentally like i know heaps of people who have mental illness issues and they fucking deal with them none of them are pilled they sometimes have to go on holidays in hospitals in order to you know take a time out have intense therapy and intense uh, medication regimes because shit gets out of hand and that can happen but when it comes down to it When you say someone's a lunatic, when you say someone's crazy, you don't mean a mental health disorder. You say there's someone who's voluntarily entered into a fucking stupid cult with dumbass ideas because it makes them feel titillated that is not in the dsm that is just you being a bored idiot maybe under the stress of life that needs something more interesting than they're getting at the time but for the most part it's just at very best a form of adhd watching the news getting bored and wanting something a bit more tom clancy out of life i'm sorry mate but don't play the mental health card because people out there who are stigmatized suffering schizophrenia suffering bipolar disorder various other fairly mainstream mental health health conditions aren't built yeah, and they've got no, all this shit no. at their fingertips and they're not built
0: at, at very least we're not talking about causation you know we correlation, correlation but there's no causation yeah. uh, and, but it does and, escalate and, things when it comes so to someone you know. don't think for a moment that, that that people who who fall for for qAnon who fall who have become cultists in in, in the qAnon circus uh, yeah. are people with pre-existing mentally, yeah. mental health conditions. That yeah. would be wrong. It's a wrong. bullshit cop-out. Yeah, it is. It is What we have found, what we've discovered, and what we've talked about a lot about sort of people who fall into fall into the sort of realm of QAnon, uh, it's been really an interesting approach. And we're going to look at that next week a lot harder, yeah. just how basically these methods were used to tap into what we might call, you know, what people you would normally think of would be in the sort of green left on the on the spectrum, on the on the ideological spectrum, are now massive right wing extremists. Fucking bizarre! I still can't handle it. That is really something that that we want to look at for next week's program. Talk to Hamilton. Ham- Hamilton uh, has has his own um, experience of these things uh, through particular uh, cultural groups. Uh,
1: it's a unique perspective.
0: That's yeah, sure. and, and 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 but and we've also talked too about you know yoga instructors, and we've done, we 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 did an interview with um, with one of the uh, finest exponents of uh, of uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu, and and how he found himself on the outer in the anti vax community again, it's fucking heavily based with QAnon. Um, <clears throat> so we we're going to look at that next week in terms of 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 what the origins were, because. This was no accident. This is no. not. This is not just something that was, you know, started, kicked off by Ron Watkins as a bit of a joke, his joke on the world. It might have been afterwards, and so we have to ask who's behind it. We know it's dangerous. We're telling you right now. This is probably the biggest threat um, to Western life in the United States. Here as well in Europe, uh, it's those people who are who are, are going to be driven to uh, do appalling things yeah yeah absolutely and we'll get to that next week because we got to stay with this week and this week in Pete Evans has been spectacular Joel take it away.
1: has been a huge weekend, Pete Evans. Pete got another visitor. Mate, huge. The Evolve compound has been cobbing some heavy foot traffic with his mate Dave O'Negs, his one friend, and now his old mate's from a current affair. Yeah, they turned up. Mm. In traditional ACA style, they ambush Pete on his way home with a producer who appears to be about 22 years old and a presenter who looked <laughs> like he was in his Sunday best, like, polo shirt to go to the RSL to get a roast. Like... <laughs> Besides that, they were absolutely unprepared for the zinger that Pete was holding on to and has been holding on to for years. Roll the tape. Who are you? Luke from A Current Affair. Luke, oh. What's A Current Affair doing? What are you doing? So I'm a producer.
2: You're a producer? Yeah. So the last producer that did a story on me from A Current Affair, I believe ended up in uh, jail for child pornography. Do do Uh, you have anything to say about that? Pete, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about... We're here to talk about the last person that spoke to me from a current affair, Steve Marshall, a current affair. Hey, are you aware of the checkered history between the last time that you guys did a story about me and the guy ended up in jail, I believe, for child pornography? So you can see why I have reservations Mm. about speaking to
1: an outlet like this Mm. that promotes fake news. So you are you do promote fake news over and over and over again. And look, it's true. Pete was on ACA in 2015, where they gave him shit about his paleo diet beliefs, and the producer was. Was in fact Ben McCormick, who pled guilty to child pornography charges in 2017
0: yeah, he'd, and- been backing, he'd been backing that up for a long time he'd been wanting oh. to use it and the next time you know, I, I reckon he would have told yeah he would have told he would have said Dave mate if that ever happens again if a current affair try and ambush me I've got, I've got this a- zinger. Up my yeah. sleeve.
1: I've got them fucking. He's he just did. let Rip. He's just he ripped.
0: You I got put. a hand to it, man. Uh, hey, yeah, hats off.
1: Credit where credit's due. I mean, these idiots were not ready for him to pull out this classic call. And they just came off second best. I mean, Pete absolutely loves calling people pedophiles. He's got massive form on this. So this obviously he really made he did his day. Love it. They ob- they absolutely should have seen this coming. And clearly Pete's hang on this for a while, even cracking it out fairly recently to Ben Fordham, because he was on a current affair back in the day. So, Ooh. like, you know, he's got this gun on his holster how do they not see it coming it's called the quick google search current affair is that something you like is that beyond your skill set <laughs> so it's a shame that he went batshit at the end and started ranting about fake news and sounding all unhinged because <laughs> I liked him for a second there and then he was like fake news fake news like it was just a bit weird but at the end of the day Pete's always going to be Pete so you know he comes in strong but then he's just like you know like his ketamine fueled brain just loses its hinge and just sort of goes into like a Ugh! Loop, but in the audio, there one of the things you should pick up on is the keyword of nightcap. They were there to talk about Not nightcap. A nightcap mm. village is a fairly culty idea. We've we've covered it a few times before, where a group of colorful investors, including Pete Evans at this point, uh, are proposing to make a hippie commune on a giant piece of land in the northern rivers. The Sydney Morning Herald called it hippie land on a commercial scale.
0: Well, now, There's there's a sentence that doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: No, it really fucking doesn't. Well, when you realise how many grifters are involved in hippie shit, you realise that maybe it
0: does. We talked about it today, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it. it, Look, the project has been fraught with controversy. It's issues surrounding planning permits and money-related bickering, false promises and all sorts of things, has put the project through the courts, which includes... Defamation suits to silence critics, uh, which is interesting considering the free speech platform that Pete seems to yabber on about. And look, there are many critics, uh, especially people who were original investors. Pete is in part two of the investment where the project actually did a bit of a phoenix, which is to you know burn spectacularly and then rise from the ashes. And in the wake of those ashes, that's where Pete came in. After several people had got on the wrong side of a very expensive investment, friend of the podcast. Investor in Nightcap, Pete Evans. Close friend. Close friend. Of the risen from the ashen. Risen like a phoenix. So no. it looks like ACA are going to do a hit piece on Pete. They're trying to start up a hippie commune on the backs of burn investors. Uh-oh. And it sounds like another day in the office old Pete. And I'm looking forward to the awkward story they're set to produce with this crack team of polo-wearing <laughs> journos they sent to his home. It was just so piss-weak. They just weren't ready for him. It's like they'd like... Hadn't talked to a person in years. Like they were fresh
0: out of solitary confinement.
1: But other than that, Pete's been okay. Well, I, I, mean, I have to ask Joel.
0: I mean, basically, you know, it looked like he'd become almost normal last week. I mean, how's it going?
1: Don't jump the gun, Jack. Don't jump oh. the gun. He's posting again. Not much. Not much. He posted a conspiracy video from the X22 Report, which is just like another bullshit artist who uses election fraud and deep state conspiracies to sell anti aging supplements. <laughs> But his cult is revitalized.
0: That's, that's, that's the Pete that's the oh. we know and love.
1: Pete we know and love, yeah. So Nariani, a great name. I don't know if she was born with it. Says, been missing your conspiracies, a.k.a. truth booms. And Julie says, miss your wisdom and insights, Pete. Pete has no wisdom or insights, (laughs) Julie.
0: There's never been any insight. He
1: just shares shit that he likes without comment. And whenever he does comment, it's really banal and dumb. Where's the wisdom, Julie? Where's the insight? He's just sharing things that you like because you're a fucking peeled lunatic. So to end it all, just in case we thought Pete was on the way to becoming a better person, a path of redemption we we're all fucking hoping to see, he shares a telegram post from Ron Fucking Watkins.
0: <laughs> Ron That'll yeah. be good.
1: No, it's great. Oh, it's, it's it's really good. It says a lot while saying nothing at the same time. Absolutely. It says, uh, Nothing can stop the truth, that, that just which is just meaningless. Meaningless, just banal, and meaningless, just completely <laughs> pointless. That, like, and this nugget of wisdom provoked hundred and eighty-six comments, and honestly, some of them should be sent asio so it looks like pete isn't quite done radicalizing idiots just yet which are it makes you sad it's a real shame
0: and you have been listening to the conditional release program with your host jack the insider and joel hill if you haven't already hit the subscribe button and if you've enjoyed our bullshit throw us a five-star review on your podcast app
1: Jack can be found on Twitter on at JackTheInsider and Joel on at CrunchyMoses with okay. K. We've set up a Facebook page, which you can find fairly easily if you look for it. It's uh, We're not shadow banned quite yet, although mostly. And there's a shit posting page, which is great. It's a really good place to just post random shit that's just trouble making. And look, it might end up on the show like it did today. Also, promoting your podcast is easier said than done. If you share Mm. your own shit, everyone thinks you're a loser. So, if you'd share this episode for us and make us look like less of a wally, that'd be fantastic. Also, past episodes. If you like the mole children episode, dig it up, share it around. You know, tell your uncle, tell tell your friends. Your uncle's already listening.
0: Very, very nice to see lots of uh, lovely mentions on Twitter this week from listeners. uh, So, thank you very much for that. And finally, all feedbacks. Tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if you've just been radicalised in the last few seconds and have dragged us down a flight of stairs and are beating us mercilessly with clubs.
1: Yep, that sounds about right. That's the future of QAnon, a non-violent protest movement. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. See, <laughs> Thanks listeners. See you next time. Thanks, listeners. See you next time.